Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox, your Monday through Friday rants, raves, and reviews talk radio show with the top stories in news, politics, and pop culture. Join your host, entrepreneur Scott Fullerton, and co-host, actor and writer Craig Hurley, right here at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Live, or subscribe and download on your favorite podcast distributors, including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts. You're also invited to call in and share whatever is on your mind at 347-989-0126 during the live shows. So here we go. Stand up on our soapbox and let's start talking. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Election Day here in the United States. It's Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a couple of moments, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. We'll be speaking for the next hour. We'll invite you to call in and talk about what's on your mind or what we're talking about today. The phone number to call is 347-989-0126. So don't be shy, 347-989-0126. We hope your week's all started off uh, very uh very good and no problems ahead. Let's go ahead and get the show started and stand up on my soapbox and start talking. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you? What's going on, Dope? Nothing much. What are you doing? I am currently driving. driving currently driving. 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 That's what I'm doing. I hear you. Nice. Be careful in the weather um, out there. I don't know what you have. We have a rainy day here, but it's been a Productive day here in Northeast Ohio. We had all the leaves come off the trees over the weekend, so I had my little rain gutters cleaned out today, and I am ready to go for the bad weather. Rock nice. and roll. Yeah, it's coming, dude. You'll you'll have snow next week. You will definitely oh, yeah. have snow by next week. We may have a little by Friday, possibly. Maybe a tiny little bit. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, Friday, our high is 34 and our low is 23. So it's very possible if we get any precipitation, we will have a little bit of snow when we wake up Friday morning. So we'll see what happens. Excellent. How's the rest of your day going yesterday? Did you kind of get out of your funk? You feeling better? How's things going for you? Hey. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get out of my funk because, once again, dancing with the pseudo-celebrities is failing me miserably. Uh, they left Sean Spicer, who hasn't gotten anything really above a six for at least the last three episodes, as far as the judges are concerned. Um, and the judges are all going off on him, but they left him on the show yesterday. Over people who are, you know, I, the the woman that they voted off, uh, I can't think of her name, the chick from The Office, the woman from The Office. Um, oh, uh-huh. Really right. good actress and musical theater uh, background and and can actually do the steps. Um, she's, you know, got higher points, but because of the audience participation, yeah, because of the... Um, uh, audience participation. She got voted off yesterday, and I and Sean Spicer, who is horrible, absolutely frigging horrible dancer, uh, is still on the show. Uh, and at this point, I mean, even, like I said, the judges are even going off on him. They're they're just uh, they're saying as much negative negative stuff as they can because they don't agree with him being on the show. At this point, you know, at the beginning, sure, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of people that get on that absolutely suck at dancing, but they they get voted off the show because this guy continually gets is sucking at dancing and uh, is continually getting voted back on for another week of horrible dancing for us to watch. So that's that's why I'm. Uh, you know, uh, at least that 30% of the people that are still voting him in, uh, dude, what is your deal? What is your agenda? We know you're there. We see you doing all this racist activity all day long. You see, We see you messing with our democracy all day long. So we don't need to have Sean Spicer screwing up a pretty decent dance show. 
So there's my there's my my ranting with the stars rant. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, how embarrassing is it to say you lost on Dancing the Stars to Sean Spicer? I kind of feel bad for the for the pseudo celebrity. Um, yeah, yeah no, some of them are actual, a... you know, celebrities, you know, I mean, they're actual dancers, like, you know, like I said, what's her face, uh, Marine, right? Um, she, she, uh, she just got voted off last night and, and should not have been. Her scores are higher. She's a better dancer than Sean Spicer. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll see. And last see week how was, how many last people week was the guy from from Queer Eye, last week was a guy from Queer Eye who is a phenomenally much better dancer um, than Sean Spicer, phenomenally better. Uh, And and then the week before that was Sailor, right? Was Christy Brinkley's daughter, who is also a phenomenally better dancer and not trained. So, you know, I just, uh, I'm just- How many people are left? Of their agenda. I don't even know how many people. Katie would be better at all. I don't even have the people's names. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not really that involved. Katie would know. She. She knows all these people. She's got. <laughs> you all just these hate watch. All you don't watch for the fight. You hate watch. Is all you do to make sure. I do. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, dude, I'm gonna boycott it at some point. I can't. Uh, I have a couple of shows that I hate watching. At this point, you. it is hate watching. <laughs> I'm hate watching Dancing with the Stars. Ugh. Oh man, I'm just so frustrated. It's just as an entertainer, you know, I'm like, hey, dude, you get get off of the stage. You're making us all look bad, all of us. So. Yeah, well, I'm, it seems as though he's pretty popular with some people. Uh, but he's only popular with the. He's show. only popular with that. Yeah. He's only popular with the old white people that are Republicans. That's it. That's it. Right. And they're the ones calling in and voting and voting and voting. We, you know, Howard Stern proved a long time ago with, uh, I think it was American Idol. He, he said, you know, vote for the worst. And those are the people that will be voted onto the show. Don't vote for the best singers. And, and what happened was, what's his face from, uh, he did the Ford commercials afterwards, just the worst singer won the show. And this is the, that's what's happening here. Just the worst dancer is actually competing to win the show because there's really not that many shows left and there's not that many dancers left. And at this point in the show, you got to be getting like eights and nines and tens and stuff in order to stay on. But that's not the case with Sean Spicer because he's got all these old white people, racist old white people voting him in. Right. Horrible. Wow. Horrible. He's a horrible dancer. Well, until they I understand where Hillary got the the deplorables from. I get it. I mean, look, Sean Spicer, deplorable dancer, dude. Horrible. Absolutely freaking horrible. So I get it. I get why she started saying that because the same people are voting for him. They're just as bad as dancers, I'm sure. Is the audience that's voting for him? I'm sure they suck at dancing too. Like maybe they're good at line dancing or something. But other than that, no. So, anybody want to call me and take me on on that? Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. Any old people want to call me and take me on on that? That'd be great. There you go. Because you, you are a Sean answer. Spicer fan, give us a call. Let's see <laughs> why you are voting Spicer for fan. Him. <laughs> oh my goodness! Too funny. Oh. Well, let's get into the topic yeah. today. I want to talk about elections a bit, and this kind of has a lot to do with it. Talking about popularity elections. I mean, if if half right. the people that voted for these stupid reality shows actually voted in real life, we might have some decent elections out there. Might. But today might. is uh, election day over the country. Did you vote? Um, absentee or by mail, or how did you vote? Did I? I did not. I am all over the country, and here I'm preaching that I need to. Um, but I am all over the country. So I I could go absentee, but in – because I actually have a Colorado residence. Um, but in um, Colorado, they don't 
uh, uh, register. I mean, they don't count the vote. It's actually a, in all 50 states, from what I understand. Um, they don't count the absentee ballots or, ballots or the ballots that are sent in uh, until there's a problem. If there's a problem of some kind with said election, um, they don't count them. So they're not even open. So the persons or person that I would have been voting for right now, uh, they were, they're the leader. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about, at least in, in the districts that I'm involved in. And Colorado's doing some great stuff politically. I mean, they're doing some great stuff for their, for their people. And a lot of it, we've talked about this, has to do with legalized weed and the, the tax monies and using them appropriately. So what you need to do is in your state right now is make sure that, especially the ones where it's legalized, uh, make sure that your states, the people that you're voting in as representatives of you are using the monies that they're supposed to be using it for, like education and healthcare and roadways, you know, stuff like that, right. uh, instead of, uh, you know, uh, putting it into their pockets and, and buying a yacht, I guess, uh, you know, which is what these guys seem to do, <laughs> what all these rich people seem to do. I don't, I, I've never been a boat person, so I don't know about yachts. I don't, I don't understand it even. I like to go out on a boat, but I'm never going to own one, probably. That's all right. You, you, but, yeah, yeah, I think we've been talking yesterday, and it's real important. These local races do um, – they run your life more than a lot of national elections or even bigger state elections for. These local people are the ones that kind of get things going. Now, admittedly, my voting today was a very boring vote. We only had five issues to vote for. Nothing was super exciting. We had a township trustee, which is important because the trustee makes the laws for your town and makes sure your roads get done and things like that. So we had a township trustee, which was important. Um, and there was a choice between two people on there. We had an auditor of the township unopposed, so that didn't matter. We had another one that was unopposed that wasn't an important office. I don't remember where that one was. We had to choose three people for our school board, and that's important. If school is important to you, if you're a parent or have kids going to the area, that's an important thing to vote for. And we had a library levy to keep the uh, keep the library levy, the tax, renew the sales tax we had to keep our libraries up to date. And we have some gorgeous libraries in the area. But we only had five issues to vote on. But it's still important that we vote. And uh, And I proudly went out there and voted this morning. And made sure it got done, but it was a boring election, I have to admit. And unfortunately, because of it, they're only expecting about a 25% turnout in my county because there's not much going on, which is very sad but true. Like I said, if we had American Idol fervor of voting and dancing with the yeah. stars and were able yeah. to call in or do something, we might have uh, uh, people engaged in our voting system. As we've said all along over the show, we need to create a holiday for voting. We need to do something to get the public engaged in voting. I don't care who you vote for as long as you vote. Um, I, I have per- really only 25 percent, dude. Really only 25 percent of the people yeah. who are registered to vote showed up today in Ohio. Yes. Is that what you in just my said? county? Wow. In my county. In county. I, don't, I can't say statewide. Right. In my county. Uh, it's going to be 25 percent turnout. Um, wow, that is just, that's really low. Nothing on it. It's very low, very, very low. And so it, it's very frustrating. And like we've talked about, I'm thinking I'm maybe running for office one of these days. And you have to. Sometimes it's easier to run in a low turnout if you if you run a good campaign. Well, yeah, but oh, this, absolutely, um, because those people that are voting are the ones that are going to actually hear about you and and care right. about whether or not you're there. And so, and, and it's especially very if you have to contact that small of an audience, you know. Right. And we really need Could to be. get our elections like Ohio. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Ohio has a lot of problems in their record keeping of elections. I think I told the story that I let my house be open for call banks for the 2016 election for people to call out. Okay. And so we had about 8 to 15 people come every Tuesday 
And every person right. had a list of about 50 to 100 people to call. And uh, everyone's list of 50 to 100 people, they were able to get a hold of usually three people. They were either didn't live there anymore, weren't answering the phone. It's just the the voter rolls are so sad. This is for Democrats, obviously, who I was doing for. I don't know how much better the Republicans are. But it's just people need to get out there and talk to the voters because these electronic means – are not doing anything. It's like people are saying in national polls, all these people are winning, uh, winning Trump. All these Democrats are, are head to head against Trump doing pretty well, but you need right. to go state to state. Cause that's what happened last time. Hillary was leading all the national polls, polls in 2016 and she lost the election, even though she had right. more popular votes. The national poll was right. Unfortunately in our election with the electoral college system, the uh, individual states' votes counts more than anything these days. And that's why we have right. to have more than a 25% turnout in these districts in order to affect Yeah, the that's not good, especially if that 25%, you know, is leaning towards one candidate or another. Cause, right. And that means that it's, a, it's an overall thing, you know. I mean, that means that sure. they've won. So. Yeah, no, that, very that's much not so. good. Yeah. You need you need at least you know fifty percent in order to at least get fifty percent of that. So right. you know that twenty five percent does not work at all. Yeah, it, it, it's very disappointing. Believe that's me. sad, dude. There are three big um, things on the ballot across the country this week that people will be watching to kind of use, and they'll they'll spin them whatever ways they spin them, but they're using the semi-prognosticators for the general election coming up next year. In Mississippi, uh, deeply red state, obviously, we have a governor's race there that is within three percentage points. So that's, that's not a lot. Um, so the, the Republican is up three percentage points in Mississippi to the Democrat. Uh, the state leans Republican but it's it's very interesting, and they have very weird voting rules. You always want to check your voting rules. Um, it's kind of it's kind of wild. They haven't changed their voting rules forever. So the way a Mississippi uh, vote works is you not only have to win the general election, you don't have to you not only have to get the most votes, but you also have to win a majority of the 122 state house districts in Mississippi. So unless you win both of those, then the House of Representatives gets to select the winner. So right now that's wow. by Republicans by a big margin. So if the Democrat well, happened seems, to win the popular vote, really odd is is that just Mississippi? It's just Mississippi or right now. That, They're old part of the old Jim Crow laws actually from the South. Okay. But they've never changed it. But can you believe that? So if you win the popular vote in that state and you don't carry the districts, then your whoever's your uh, state representatives are gets to choose gets who the person is. The person? What, exactly. what? How? How is that an election? Well, they don't, they appoint one sense. of the two candidates. They don't. They can't appoint anybody. It has to be right. one of the two. But basically, whoever's in charge <laughs> no. of the state legislature. I the bartender. Yeah, no. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I know it has to be, who, you know, a candidate. But how is that a fair election of either well, of those? Well, it's not because whoever runs the legislature wow. and those are all gerrymandered to heck in all of these states <laughs> right. anymore. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. So Mississippi is a state wow. to watch tonight. We will see how that goes. Um, it's it's going to be a close race, but they're expecting the Republican to win. But it'll be like I said, if the Democrat happens to pull out a popular vote. They're not sure if they if he can pull the 122 state house districts needed. Um, right. The, it's a term limited state, so that a lieutenant governor Tate Reeves is the Republican on the nominee, and the attorney general Jim Hood is the Democrat. So it's very interesting that even a, a attorney general is an elected position as well. So it's just interesting to me that Mississippi actually voted for a Republican governor, lieutenant governor, but voted for a Democrat um, district or uh, attorney general. So that's interesting in and of itself. Yeah. So Mississippi yeah, is going to be one 
big race to watch. The other race to watch is going to be in Kentucky. Um, There they have an incumbent governor. He's a Republican, of course. It's a southern state. Uh, Republican Governor Matt Blevin is running against um, a, I believe his name is Andy Bashir, the Democrat challenger, and I'm not sure what office he has had before. But this is a very, very unpopular governor right now. He's upside down in polls as far as popularity in the state of Kentucky. Um, So it's going to be a real interesting race to see what happens. This is a regular election. Whoever gets the most votes wins. They don't know if this Republican governor in Kentucky, he's, he's just so not popular there. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's the same thing. It's about a two or three point margin of error or two, three points separating the two candidates in polls. Uh, It's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it's interesting because Donald Trump took the state by 30 points last year overall. So for the Democrat to be within two to three points is interesting. Number two, it's Mitch McConnell's home state, who is our current leader of the Senate, and he is up for re-election next year. So if it actually flips to a Democrat, that's going to be interesting to see what uh, O'Connell's chances are for re-election next year as a head Republican in the Senate. So it's going to be a very interesting race to watch tonight as well. You mean the tortoise may lose the race? The tortoise may lose the race. We have to find a hare out there that has uh, (laughs) some bona fides. Um, so that's one of two, two of three races. The third race to watch tonight is the state of Virginia, another technically southern state. Um, for that one, the balance of power for the state is up for grabs there. It's, it's a very narrow margin already. Republicans um, have the margin in both houses, but so small. I think their state Senate um Republicans have a 20 to 19 advantage in the state and in the state House of Representatives they have a 51 to 48 advantage so only a one person advantage in the Senate and a three person advantage in the House so it's a wow. very close race there um it, it, they have a, a Democratic governor that won this last governor race so it's going to be interesting they right now they have a, a mixed balance of power they have the Republicans in charge of the state legislature, but they have a Democratic governor, but only, like I said, by four people. So this is going to be a huge thing. That if, if it swings to the Democrats, this will be one of the few states where Democrats have both legislature and the governor, which is so important in state races that we know. So three big contests uh, in general throughout the country this year. Everyone else, like I said, has local things of interest to them but as far as national interest these three are kind of being looked to for bellwether elections for the coming year to see what happens against uh 45 and in general to see if we're going to have much of a shakeup. now mind you the three republican states already they're three semi-southern states that typically go republican so it's not going to be super weird if the majority if they keep their majorities but it is going to be right. interesting how close we get, so how close the Democrats get. So that's going on today. That's what's happening in politics. Um, Actually, a lot of get politics out there happening. Exactly. I mean, it's very interesting to me. Women only have had uh, 100 years of being able to vote. Believe it or not, in all of our years of being a republic, Women uh, was passed by Congress in 1919, exactly 100 years ago. It wasn't ratified until 2020. So it's interesting to me that next year's presidential election. Yeah, to uh, 1920. 1919 was passed by Congress in 1920. It was passed, uh, it was ratified by the three quarters of the states. So this actually, this year is the hundredth year that it was voted on and next year during a presidential election is going to be the hundred year anniversary of women having the right to vote 
And women are the majority of this country. And it's going to be very interesting if how they use this power in a huge presidential election year. I hope that, uh, hope that they use it to their best advantage. I mean, to be denied, I mean, we've been having, we've had a, a country since what, 1776. So it took them 120 years to get the right to vote. To get to vote. Yeah. To get the right to vote. It took them 120 yeah. years before, before then. And then they've only had it for a hundred years. So I really hope all you women out there listening are taking advantage of this. And especially in a very historic year, this year, next year being the hundred year anniversary, um, we see some historic women turnout out there. That would be nice to see. Yeah, there should be. And they do outnumber males right now in the United States. Um, I'm pretty sure that's worldwide as well. Um, So they could absolutely make some decisions that could affect the future of the world. And it could be right now um, because they do outnumber us. I've been saying that for a while. Because it's been a couple of years that they've outnumbered males, that female has mm-hmm. outnumbered males on this planet. And they really need to take some type of action in order to make sure that this is a more peaceful planet. I also believe that, uh, you know, women running the, the planet, we would have a lot more empathy. Although lately I've been dealing with some women that don't seem to have any empathy or compassion. <laughs> that, was part of my, that was part of my problem yesterday. So, yeah, they don't seem to have any empathy or compassion towards, like, you know, animals and, and people. And it's just weird. It's like if they're, you know, there's just certain Well, they can rule way. the country if they wanted to. Like you said, there's enough of them and they have the majority. They could actually rule the country if they wanted. And as you said, in yep. general, I think it would be a kinder, gentler country. I mean, African-Americans were able to vote back in 1870. Uh, 1869 right. and 1870. So still wasn't 1776. It took them almost 100 years to get yeah. uh, to get the right to vote. So nobody should um, take for granted their right to vote. Um, this is, I think, going to be the first year that um, felonies, people with felonies, are going to be able to vote. That was disallowed for a long time which I never understood once you paid your debt to society in prison, why didn't you, you didn't get your voting rights reinstated? Yeah. Why are so you So that's actually penalized? happening in a lot of places this year. It's not federal yet. I don't believe a lot of States right. are finally starting to do it. I know Florida did it last year and I think there's one or two others. So I hope that becomes federally available because you've paid your debt to society. Once you're out of prison, you should get a start over pass, go collect $200 thing and be able to vote again. You've paid your right. debt to society. So uh, we'll see how that happens. But voting is not something we should take for advantage. Even in these off-off-year elections, I hope everyone takes the time to do it. I'm going to give you a big bad boy for not voting, even though it was hard for you. Yeah, everyone's got to vote. It's not that it, it's not that it's difficult. It's it's I, I the district that I'm in that that person is already going to win. They're the front runner, and it's there's nothing that I can actually do about it. So you know, even if I did vote, I know that was an excuse that people used in the past too. You know that that like either Hillary or 45 or Trump were going to be you know the one that was voted. So they didn't. Right. They decided not to vote. Um, you know, and once again, an absentee ballot isn't even counted unless there's an actual problem with the election itself. So they, you know, they don't even, they wait to, to open them to right. see if there's a problem. Then if there's a problem, then yes, my vote would have counted, but there isn't going to be a problem with the, the area that I actually well, live and in. And what they I mean voted. by a problem is if it's too close to call and you have to count all the elections, it, yeah. if there's... Yeah, if, if it's within, if there's, if there's, somebody if there's five thousand absentee ballots yeah. and the person won by twenty thousand, there's not a real reason right. to do it. Uh, but Correct. if it's if they won by one thousand, there's five thousand absentee ballots, and they definitely open those up. It's not like every vote yep. does count, but like you said, you don't need to. Some things that can't change the election, you don't need to spend the resources to do. I think that's smart, personally. Um, right. But yeah. So anyway, that's it. Election Day 2019. We have one year, we have 90 days till the first Democratic primaries. 
We have exactly one year to the to the general election of our next president of the United States. Uh, most of our House, um, all of our House uh, Republican, our House representatives, and quite a few Senate people. So, vote, vote, vote. It's your civic duty, and it's something that we need to do as a nation. Yeah, so that can't note, take it we'll for take granted. A break. That's for sure. We can't take it for granted. You're exactly right on no. that. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're at exactly halfway point here. We'll do a little bit of our uh, Michael Mott here. Be the song. Actually, no, we're going to play uh, Dare to Dream. Because election is has consequences. Here we go, guys. Nice. buddy michael mott's uh, musical uh into the light um and that was jeremy jordan and laura osnos with dare to dream guys you're listening to standing on my soapbox you can give us a call we have about 25 minutes left here 347-989-0126 let's talk about whatever's on your mind today uh anything of interest to you you want to talk about right now craig wow dude sorry i had you on mute what was that that anything on your no, heart? I'm still, you I'm still mad. About? I'm still mad at Sean Spicer. I'm still mad at, at ABC. I'm still mad at, at <laughs> Dancing with the Star. <laughs> All right. I'll just keep going back to that. Well, you have no, to give ABC on? a little break tonight because they have a big event happening tonight. 
They have the That's Little true. Mermaid Live happening, which we talked about with a black actress playing Ariel, which we talked about a couple months ago, being uh, all this controversy back at the time. But we right. want to give a, a shout out to to ABC today. It's the 30th anniversary of the movie of the cartoon, and it's it's going to be an interesting thing. They're they're showing the movie. They're going to intersperse the live action with the showing of the movie. They're showing the movie live on the Disney lot in Burbank, right? And then they're going to uh, do some live audience uh, live. Um, acting with it. So it's that Ali Cravalo is playing Ariel. We got Queen Latifah playing um, the Ursula, the, the sea witch. We have Shaggy is playing the Jamaican crab Sebastian. John Stamos, who I love, will portray Chef Louis. And Prince Eric is being played by Graham Phillips. So uh it's going to be a, kind of a fun show. Amber Riley from Glee is going to be the narrator for it. And the original voice of Ariel, Jody Benson, is going to make some kind of appearance. You know, they haven't, they're holding that out for a surprise. They're not really saying what she's going to do. But it will be a live action tonight on ABC at 8 o'clock local time. So we have to give ABC a little bit of props. Well, I guess I can't be mad at them. Yeah. There yeah, you I go. guess I can't you be can, mad at them. You could be mad at Sean, but... We'll give ABC a break and have everyone watch Little Mermaid tonight. Give them some. I got. I, I appreciate live television, so and live live musicals. So should be cool. We'll, we'll have that on tonight. I will. I will be taping it. I'm not going to watch it live, but I am going to tape it. A uh, bunch of other stuff in pop culture going on. It was announced today that Ellen DeGeneres is going to receive an award from the Hollywood Forum Press at this year's Golden Globes. She's going. She has been selected for the Carol Burnett Award. Um, this will be the first time it's given to someone besides Carol Burnett. They just created right. the award a while back. Right. Uh, it's for a person who has contributed a lot to television and the entertainment industry. And of course, Carol Burnett famously changed television with the Carol Burnett Show for so many years. So yep. the. Uh, Golden Globe, which now that was is done a by the Hollywood Film Press Society. With a whole bunch of extremely talented people on it. Amazingly talented. Show. I mean, even, um, yeah. I mean, Harvey Corman and Tim Conway, of course, just cracked yep. me up every freaking week. Vicki Lawrence was amazing. Uh, the guy from Wonder Woman, Steve, what's Steve, uh, what, what was his oh, name? I can't think of his name. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, I can't think of his name. He was really funny, too. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he dude, was Lyle I, Wagner. I completely I'm sorry. forgotten that he Steve, was on it. He played yeah. Steve Trevor on Wonder Woman, but his name was yeah, Lyle Wonder Wagner. Woman. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Lyle Wagner was on the show, so he was a regular. So it was a great, fantastic show. So the the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association created this Carol Burnett Award and gave the first inaugural award to Carol Burnett. And this year they're going to nominate, or they're going to give it to Ellen DeGeneres, who has Changed the landscape of daytime TV, of course. I think her and Rosie O'Donnell really were pioneers on that. Rosie O'Donnell kind of brought daytime back to to an audience and centered thing when she did all her giveaways and everything she did. And Ellen DeGeneres has really kind of blazed a lot of trails since then. You know, she's a very controversial figure. I don't agree with everything she does. And she is, she right. kind of gave Kevin Hart an opening when he was, uh, when he was being bashed for being a host, and I thought that was good and bad. Um, she got a lot of grief for sitting in George Bush's box, which I thought was good and bad. Um, she's right. highly polarizing in some ways, too. But she has changed the landscape of daytime TV in her 14th or 15th year, whatever she's in. you got to give hats off for that. That's for sure. Right. I agree. Uh, also, what else is going on? All right, in our in our semi-frequent, uh, I, I guess our semi-frequent or semi-occasional um, piece called Two White Guys Talking About Black Issues, uh, we have an interesting <laughs> story from your home state of Illinois, outside of right. Chicago there. A 
Family oh, yeah, of... Naperville. Naperville, Illinois, once again. Uh, dude, they are so bass-ackwards. You'd think they wouldn't be. Naperville is pretty affluent at this point. Um, really? you think they, you know, would be better educated and treat each other better there. They just, they're just so divided right there. And there's a whole bunch of racists that, that live there, and there's just a lot of stuff coming out of that area of Chicago. Um, right. and, well, and this is one of those stories again that's coming out of Naperville about Buffalo Wild Yeah, I Wings. guess is last week there was a family of about 17 African Americans celebrating a birthday for one of their kids. It was adults and kids at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Naperville. And one of the regular customers, a white customer, came in and basically told the manager and host, I don't want to be sat next to those black people. And, and the, asked, asked, the, asked the family to move as opposed to telling the racist white guy to please leave the establishment because you're a racist white guy. Right, you know, or have him move. You have the right to refuse service to anybody. Yeah, exactly. or put him in a different place. Yeah. Put him in a different place. He asked for these people yeah. to be moved. And I guess he was glaring at them throughout their thing. And finally, the the manager and a host came and said, you guys are going to have to move. And they refused him, but they left the establishment. Right. Um, but good on Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, day late and a dollar short. Unfortunately, I guess you can't do everything that day, but I don't know how soon they did it. But the manager and the hostess that um, tried to – to get the place moved, they've been fired. The guest that asked for these guys to be moved has been banned from all Buffalo Wild Wings for life, which I think is very cool. And the company's going to conduct sensitivity training throughout all the restaurants in the Chicago area, which obviously needs to be done. No more spicy wings for you. No more. Exactly. It's like, it's like soup Nazi. <laughs> but I don't, I don't Dude, understand really where funny. an employee. I mean, the employee is almost as bad as the patron to actually take this guy's advice and ask these people to move. What kind of manager do you have? Uh, yeah, well, that's um, why they're fired. That's that's right. why the management was most likely fired, and and that's why the other person, the host, was fired as well. The host was I, probably know, just, just doing their job. I feel a little sense. bad for them. <laughs> Uh, they they were part of it, so it's like unless I, you got to take it upon yourself to say, no, I'm not going to be part of this. You do it if you want to, um, which is very hard for a hostess making seven bucks an hour to do. I understand yeah. that, um, but yeah, so so yeah, so we had a a a grant. So I mean, I don't understand what the manager was thinking. You're losing business of seventeen people. Uh, you're you're embarrassing these people in front of their children. It's a kid's birthday party for crying out loud. Um, they're embarrassed for themselves. They're embarrassed in front of other people in the restaurant. I don't know the area. You say it's an affluent area, so you may have neighbors, friends, whatever, in the surrounding tables. It's got to be humiliating. I I'm glad yeah, that. I, uh, I, does it say anywhere in there on the family suing Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, you know, not as of yet. We'll see if that happens. Not yet. That's very possible. That yeah. could happen down the line. You sometimes hear about that a year or two years later. So we'll see what right. happens with that. But um, like I said, I'm glad that Buffalo did something. I mean, this is only coming out today, and this happened last week. I think a really right. proactive company would have done something that day or the next day. Um, but well, they but may have. Good on we don't. We don't something. actually know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just reported. We don't actually today, know. So who knows how soon it was right. done? So you're right. But it just shows where we are at in society. We still have these things coming on, and as you say, in an affluent area, uh, in a suburb of Chicago. So yeah, that is not fun to have to talk about. No, there's a lot of. I mean, downtown Naperville is this really like quaint, cute place. You you want to go down there and and hang out in Warrenville? Same thing. They're they're right next to each other. They're uh, they they're like, you know, all these little like ice cream shops and and little chocolate shops and, and I mean just really, you know, nice peaceful community and yet there's uh, this just massive amount of racist white people there. I don't know, I don't get it. 
It's like right. you, know, you really got to pay attention. I mean, the doctor that's living next door to you who's black makes more money than you actually. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? What, you know, it's like right. we all, we all live in this society together at this point. So that's what I've been trying to preach and, you know, or doing. It's what I'm, you know, where Susie's going to nail me on, on using the word try again. Uh, she's going to come up with uh, something that Yoda said <laughs> in 1976. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, that's what I've been actually trying to implement into or doing in my in my own life. Uh, but that doesn't mean that other people are doing that. So and it right. and we really got to pay attention to that. And that's why I think this this the the manager and the the hosts were fired. They're they're thinking like mindedly with the person that they shouldn't be thinking like mindedly with. So. Right. You know, they should have been on the side of, no, these are just people celebrating a birthday, and that's it. So, uh, you know, go to a different restaurant if you don't like it. There you go. And then on the reverse of a company doing the right thing eventually, um, we have another story that I thought was a great story. Um, This kid, Jason Gonzalez, 21 years old from Minnesota. Minnesota has no more Krispy Kremes. Personally, I'm not a Krispy Kreme fan. For all oh, those I love that Krispy are, Kremes, I'm too. sorry. Send your hate mail somewhere else. But I'm not oh, a huge Krispy them. Kreme fan. But um, they're no longer in Minnesota, I guess. Right. So right. this enterprising young 21-year-old, Jason Gonzalez, um, was going to a soccer match in Iowa next door and asked anybody who wanted – if they want to pick up some Krispy Kreme while he's there. And he had a lot of people say yes. They thought, hey, this might be a good idea. So he put a little Facebook post out that says, doing Krispy Kreme on my next soccer game. He had 300 people sign up to this website page for it. Facebook wow. page that wanted Krispy Kreme. To Cream buy orders. Krispy Kremes because they can't get them. To buy Krispy right. Kreme. So right. he, uh, he but thought, well, it's like prohibition. It's it's the same thing. Right. We'll always, you know, prohibition. People want their Krispy Kremes. They want their crack donuts. So they're going to get exactly. them no matter how, they, no matter how, you know, to, to do it. And this guy is dealing the crack donuts. So cool. There you go. <laughs> Where you so he's count. doing this and he starts his little Facebook page and the Facebook page now has 5,000 followers. Wow. Uh, for people getting it. Um, and so he was going, it, it was a two and a half hour drive for him, I think, 250 miles, like a four hour drive for him to pick up these right. Krispy Kremes. So he was getting up at like, he was doing it once a week, um, getting up at two in the morning, driving from his part of Minnesota to Iowa, getting, um, he could fit basically a hundred dozen boxes, hundred boxes, so a hundred dozen 100 boxes. in his car. <laughs> and through Facebook, he would put drop off locations. Where people could order nice. him and meet him at these drop-off locations. Meet him for on his way back to Minnesota. <laughs> and so many That's awesome. Bucks. But get this, get this. The Krispy Kremes, a dozen Krispy Kremes sell for I think it's eight ninety-five. I didn't write this down, but I'm trying to remember. Eight ninety-five, I think, is what a dozen Krispy Kremes were, and right. or eleven ninety-five. What's he selling like them that. for? What's the gouge? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. You know what? That's not that bad. No, that's not that bad at all. Because he's well, taking care of the, miles of drive the gas. Time gas you're losing. Yeah, exactly. You're losing the exactly. Gas. Wear and tear on his car. And your yep. time. Yep, and but your time. But he's to pay yep. for school. So it's like, so he was nice. doing this once a week and doing, uh, buying 100 boxes, getting, uh, so you figure that's about almost 1000 bucks a week he was making off this, though. Um, wow. Minus gas and expenses and things. Smart kid, but Krispy Kreme sent him a cease and desist letter. They said <laughs> that right, I'm uh, <laughs> I know you are making it, too it, much money on our donuts. You are making too much money. <laughs> you are not a reseller. They were quote unquote afraid the quality wouldn't be there since he was driving what? them for four hours. So he was oh the no, quality. no, come on! Krispy Kremes so, are great for that. That's one of the things that they're known for. Is like. You can eat one like four or five days later, you know, and it's still right. loaded with whatever right. they put in there, and it's really good. Heat it up in the microwave for like five seconds. That's all you have to do. It's done. So, 
Yeah, dude. No, right. Crispy, they're, they're, so they're good well after the four-hour yeah. date. Right. Well, that that was their quote-unquote excuse, the Krispy Kreme is. Right. So he put this on his, his Facebook page of 5,000 people, and uh, they went berserk on Krispy Kreme and said, what are you doing? We want our Krispy Kreme donuts. So right. through the power of social media, um, today Krispy Kreme has reached out to Jason and say they admire his uh, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit. Wow. And they're going to help him achieve his goals, of including being debt-free when he graduates college in 2021. Wow. No, that's a big move by on their part. selling his Krispy Kreme donuts and whatever he doesn't make selling Krispy Kreme, they are going to make up the rest so he's debt-free in college. Makes me want to go and buy a Krispy Kreme. They are going to donate 500 dozen donuts when he restarts up the business. Wow. So good awesome. for Krispy Kreme. It is good for them. Yeah. So that's a company yeah, that's good for both of them. first. And uh, through social media and public pressure, turned around and did the right thing. And I don't I don't care as, as long as you do the right thing eventually. I'll give you a little bit of rope to hang yourself on. So good, good right. for them. Good for them for doing it. So. Speaking of, if we have any callers, we always give rope to them. 347-989-0126. Uh, yeah, anything you want to talk about? about six to seven minutes left guys. And I'm running out of, wow, dude, so. seriously. How did this, this show go that fast? It is six fifty one. <sighs> you can't. So, yeah. We are, we are zooming. So, right. Yeah. So that's, that's most of, uh, most of my top stories for the day. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening that we didn't get to or things that I just didn't want to speak about. Obviously we had right. a terrible thing happen in Mexico or a drug cartel, gunned down nine, a family of nine people. Um, right. It's an interesting story. I didn't want to go into it because there's a lot of subtext to it. This is a Mormon community that's been in Mexico for a long time, I guess. It's kind of an offshoot wow. of the Mormon church. So it's a whole interesting right. story within a story. Of these people I didn't even there. hear All about any of this. people that were killed were Mormons. But yeah, they were they were um, attacked. It was a, it was a uh, drive shooting from this Mexican cartel and there's just so many subplots to it that I thought it'd be too confusing to talk about but it's a very interesting story if you want to look it up on your own definitely look into it there's a whole like I said sub story about this Mormon culture the movie I guess even Mitt Romney's dad was part of a Mexican settlement that he that's where he was born as part of a Mexican wow. Mormon settlement in Mexico there so there's a lot of Mitt Romney was born that. in Mexico his dad was, not Mitt Romney. His, his dad, dad was born in Mexico, Correct. making him Mexican. So, um, well, if you're born in Mexico, you're you're a Mexican, regardless no, of what your yeah, heritage is. Yeah, but you're dual is. citizenship. You're American, Mexican American. He's, he has dual citizenship. Interesting. So interesting. Um, yeah. So um, and there's and there's been this vibrant Mormon community in Mexico ever since, uh, even before right. that, I imagine. So that's an interesting right. part of the story that the drug cartels were upset with these Mormon groups is another interesting story. So that's in the news today. So you might want to go check that out on your own. I didn't want to talk about it too much here. Um, yeah. Of course, we have more transcripts coming out today from the impeachment investigations where uh, it's not looking good for 45 as far as his quid pro quo. <laughs> Of course, it hasn't been looking is, good for him since he started this job. He needs right. to re just resign. It's going to get worse. Well, it's just funny. I mean, now the Republicans are going from it. Was, there was never a quid pro quo. Yeah, there was probably a quid pro quo, but it wasn't impeachable. I mean, they moved well, the goalposts so often that it just it's got to crack you up. It's like, can you imagine if anybody, uh, any other president did this? Um that people be it's just it's sad it's sad in our democracy that we cannot see a corrupt administration no i think and we can see it. it it's just that people the 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 people that are affected by it not not gravely affected like the rest of the united states or the rest of the world but the people that are that benefit from it um, right. are happy with what he's done because they have benefited already 
We know this, that billionaires over the past two years have made more money than in the history of being billionaires, of having billionaires on this planet. So, you know, they are very happy with the way things he's with the way he's been doing things with the way things have gone down. So, um, you know, they're not going to they're they're not going to support impeaching him. It's it's just not going to happen because they're they want to continue to make more money. Well, I've kind of been creating a thought piece in my head that we might talk about on this show or I might just write about it and put in a post or something. But it's just very interesting to me. I think I think there's a lot to, a lesson to be learned in this about being the minority. Um, right. The Republicans don't want to be in the minority, which is why they're letting all these things happen, because they don't want to be in the minority. Nobody wants to be in the minority yet. Right. Who do we discriminate against the most? Minorities, black, Minority. LGBT, women. <laughs> I mean, it's such an interesting dichotomy that these guys are fighting like heck not to be in the minority, but they're opposing minorities left, right, and center. And I think that's right. a conversation worth having somewhere down the line. As it is, yeah, but it we is actually have to have some women, some women involved in this conversation, some black people involved right. in this conversation. So when we do have this conversation on a future broadcast, um, please uh, call 347-989-0126. So that we can actually have, you know, the opinions of the people that are are affected. You know, you know, exactly. you know we try. Scott and I definitely try. But, uh, you know, we're two dudes. We're two white dudes trying to discuss these issues that we, yeah, we really don't, you know, have, uh, have a, a part of besides the fact that you're standing right next to me as a human. And I'm hoping you get the exact same rights that I do. So everyone's entitled to opinion on something. We just want don't want to be our opinion all the time. We'd like to have people that affect more than us opinion speak about it as much as we do. So, uh, yeah, even though our opinions may be good, you know, or or maybe correct, they still, you know, we'd like other people's opinions on. Oh, we're freaking awesome. That's that's not debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, according to Susie Uh, Q, we are according to some other fans. We are. So exactly. are people just well, calling in saying you're awesome. Today. We're out of time. We have uh, just about two and a half minutes left. And I'm going to play a song out. So we have made it through the day, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you did your civic duty to vote. Usually have about another hour. I think our polls close in Ohio at 730. So in our Eastern Standard Time, we have about another half hour if you're listening here. If you're Still on got the West Coast or the Western Time Zones, you got a couple hours. Please go to your polling post place and and register to vote um interesting subject and i forgot to bring about this i'll I'll, I'll end on this there was an interesting thing happening in ohio where they're trying to purge the voter rolls and it's been a big left versus right thing and it's interesting to me it came to me full circle today because um the democrats are saying you're just trying to suppress voting and they found 40,000 people that they were going to purge that actually are still voters. So there is a point on that point. But as far as the other side and the Republicans' point, I went to vote today, and my dad, who has passed away five years ago, is still on the voting rolls at my polling wow. place today. So my wow. dad is still on there. So we need to do a better job in this. I see yeah, both there needs to be a vetting process today. that goes through. So that's yeah. another conversation needs to we be. have down the line that we need we need to vet people. I mean, I can understand purging voting rolls. We have someone's been dead for five years, shouldn't be on the voting rolls still. And we put his death certificates right. through and did all the legal things you're supposed to do. You should not still be on the voting polls. But then again, no. there's 40,000 people they were going to purge that should still be voting. So where's the medium? How do we get this? We need to find a, a system of balances that's going to make this work. It's obviously right. we're not doing it right right now. It's obviously a, a problem. Ohio's Ohio's uh, always had a problem. I I ser- I'm serious, dude. I think you should run for some type of office there, if nothing else, to make give awareness to what the actual problems are with Ohio. I just you know because they yeah because they always seem to have some type of problem like. They're always split in one way or another, and it's like, well, guys, just you know, you got to do this collectively. You got to work. Got to work together. It doesn't work. 
That's why it's called the United States. <laughs> We're united. Exactly, exactly. So, in a thought I process. I like a purple state, though. I do work. like a purple state that does that, that leans both ways and let the chips fall where they may, but they got to be smart about it. So, I agree 100%. Yep. You're right. All right, guys, we are out of here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be back tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern, right here on Left of Straight Radio Network. We're going to play out with Nico, two hearts. Speaking of left and right, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace. Just one heart